even in the moments when it feels heavy, there's always going to be another side where you're going to find relief, release, and rest. Hey everybody, Emily Abadi here. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. We are back with our fifth and final episode in this week's Turning the Page series. The annual Turning the Page series is when I sit down with some of your favorite guests from the last 365 to chat about what lessons they're bringing with them into the new year. Each guest gives us some highlights from their past year. They offer up a word that they're focusing on in the new year and then share some advice on how to move through the next 52 weeks with grace and a positive outlook. For today's episode, I am sitting down with Rebecca Price. She is a meditation and yoga teacher as well as a Nike global trainer. And I know I told you that Minaj has the most relaxing voice, but I don't know, it's it's a toss up between the two of these. I am so happy that we were able to connect recently when she was in town. It always brings me so much joy to be able to have these conversations IRL. In today's chat, Rebecca gets really candid about the difficult hurdle she's overcome over the last year, including the unexpected loss of her brother. She talks about grief and how every time that we grieve, it may look different and there's a certain level of grace that goes hand in hand with that. We also connect on the topic of chosen family and how beautiful it can be if we allow ourselves to let other people show up for us, something that can be hard in practice. Plus, truly just so many really beautiful takeaways. And again, just happy to end this really great week of content with Rebecca. Highlight, Hurdle's most listened to week of the show ever. I cannot believe it. So that wouldn't be possible without all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you for helping me start off 2023 on a great foot. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I'm sitting back down with my dear friend, Rebecca Price. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. I, you know, when I was thinking about like making the list of people that I wanted to sit down with for this episode, like I was just remembering how calm and content and like I just, you walked out of my apartment, (laughs) the studio, you walked out of the studio when we recorded and you know that saying like think about how you feel when somebody leaves you. Right. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to feel that way again. 
I felt that way too when I left. I felt like I was really appreciative of the fact of being able to like talk about stuff and um, it provided me a different opportunity to allow people to see me differently too Mm. as well. And I really was appreciative of that. And I left here like smiling. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for it to drop. It's gonna be so good. (laughs) Like, yeah, so. I love that. Wait, so when it did drop, did you get lots of positive feedback? Yes, I did. I I love hearing that. Yeah, I I, I received a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people were just like, kind of also appreciated my vulnerability Totally. Um, and um, even just I received like random DMs from people I don't know who were just like, thank you for that. And thank you for talking about what you talked about. It was just a really nice feeling after having done that and just allowing myself to hold space a little differently than how people typically see me show up. Exactly. Because when we sat down the last time, you talked a lot about navigating a lot of different health struggles. How are you feeling lately? I'm feeling well. Like I'm feeling well. I feel I spent a lot of time really focusing and taking care of myself over like especially the summer and after the summer. Um, So I'm feeling really great. I'm still struggling with like, you know, figuring out hormonal issues just because I'm officially postmenopausal. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that really was a term until now. And so like <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like and feels like in my body because my body is definitely, you know, different than where it was a couple of years ago and just adjusting to those changes. So that's yeah. been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you say different. Uh, like hot flashes. Yeah. Oh, they're a thing. <laughs> like, like, you're like, you may not know about this yet. <laughs> Hot flashes. And I remember my doctor telling me, she's like, hey, these are the um, challenges that you may face once you have this hysterectomy because she's like, you're young. And I was like, yeah, I get it, but whatever. And now, like, hot flashes are real. Like, like night sweats are real. Like, mm. um, and so just kind of learning how to navigate that space and then also just trying to find, like, helpful information because I'm not, like in my 50s or 60s, right? And so that, that's the other challenge is just finding accessible information. And I'm like exploring like different teas and different like tinctures or like flower essences um, and um, just looking at different ways that I could approach creating more of a sense of calm. I feel like um, there's a little bit more of a higher level of anxiety that comes along with being postmenopausal. Like, mm. um, and then, you know, just just being really mindful of Um, the deficit that my body is operating in as opposed to like how it would normally be if I I didn't have hysterectomy. Right, right. So lots of lots of new territory to right, navigate. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, good on you. And I'm sure that a lot of the things that you're speaking of, especially searching into different remedies that might work for your body, these are things that so many women, if they're not already like dealing with that and listening to this right now, like we will all get there. Yeah. So it's like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I remember having my first hot flash and I was like, wow, this is really a thing. <laughs> and I called my friend and I was just like, this is really a thing. Like just like the sweat and it was just like really random and it just came out of nowhere. And so now I'm a little bit more used to that and just trying to think of different ways to be able to like, what does my bedtime routine look like? Cause I have a tendency to wake up like 
at like two, three in the morning. So I'm trying to really master that. I got a uh, infrared sauna blanket. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been incorporating that in my nighttime routine. So that's been pretty like helpful. So, nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we are navigating this new chapter of life. Yeah. We're also here today to talk about the year in review and talk to me a little bit about how 2022 really treated you. So how did it treat you? Uh, 2022 was a very interesting year. I felt like the year was a year that kind of allowed me to figure out different ways to, um, understand the lessons. So like every time I I was met with a challenge, I kept on asking myself, like, what is the lesson? There's a lesson in here for, for me to learn. In October, my brother passed away from a drug overdose. So I have been struggling with a lot of grief and holding space for grief. And he was my only remaining like relative. <laughs> so I'm also struggling with this whole entire idea of like, what does that mean for me? And what does that look like? But also allowing myself to know and understand that like grief is um, just like healing. <laughs> it's not a linear path. And some days you have good days, some days you have bad days. And that like you're allowed to be messy and hold space for yourself and feel and feel all those kinds of feelings. So there's moments where I feel joy. Um, my brother and I also had a very strained relationship at times just because he had addiction issues and mental health issues. And so my last conversation with him was very, um, we had a fight. And, uh, you know, the guilt that I feel around not being able to, like, say that I love you to him or to let him know that regardless of how people saw him, like he was more than his addiction, he was a person. And so now in his death, I feel like I struggle with that a lot for people because unless you've lived with someone who's had addiction issues, it's very hard for them to understand. Um, so it has shaped up to allowing me to see the different ways in which my work can shift and change. Like how do we hold space for like those important conversations that we talked about before around mental health? I always tell people like everybody has different ways of coping, right? Some people excessively over like exercise, some people like shop, and some people use substances, right? Um, it's all there to kind of, you know, help with the inner wounds and, and traumas and that we all are dealing with on a daily basis, whether we not we choose to address it or not. Yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like I started off 2022, like calling in so many things, like um, how I wanted relationships to be for me, um, how I wanted to show up in terms of like a parent and a friend. Um, and, you know, I'm ending off that year with an understanding of like embracing all the challenges or the hurdles <laughs> for what they are and learn learning that there's always a lesson behind everything. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think one of the most interesting things about grief is that we may grieve one way for one challenge or hurdle, but a completely other way for another challenge or hurdle. Mm -hmm. So for you this time around, what would you say is one of the lessons that you've learned about yourself through grieving? I have learned that it's okay to say to people you're not as strong as I think you are like I don't need to show up in the space and be resilient 
I think when I found out my brother passed, I remember sending a to-do list to my best friend and my cousin. And I was so focused on like checking off all those boxes like this. He he died in a different like province or state, whatever. And so um, and he was also in a men's transitional home. So there was a lot of layers to his passing. And so I just had this list. And I was trying to check it off and I'm going to do this and it's got to be done by this time. And and things didn't go the way that I thought they were. And I felt OK with that, too. And I also learned how to slow down and step back and just also um, have been in this space of like, I'm not as strong as everybody likes to think I am. Today, I just want to lie in bed and cry and I'm okay with that. And, um, you know, it it has allowed me to explore the idea of like, I always talk to people about like leaning into your feelings, but like all those feelings, right? And like the ebbs and flows of like those in-between spaces of what that means for me too as well has been really interesting. And so I think though that is probably the major takeaway that I've taken away from that is the fact that um, I'm allowing myself to be messy, which is really hard for someone like me, <laughs> but I'm allowing myself to be messy and sitting in that space of being okay with how that messiness feels like for me at that time. What I hear you say is the important the importance of also leaning into grace yeah. and feeling the mess. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between allowing yourself to be messy and feeling the mess mm -hmm. because we can all show up like a proverbial hot mess, right? Like we can all feel like a hot mess at times, but maybe not like actually sit in the like actual feeling of the fact that it feels like our world may be collapsing around us. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you allow yourself to just feel not okay, right? And that is so scary. It's mm -hmm. so scary to feel not okay because we have been – Oh my gosh, like just instilled from society yeah. that you have to be mm -hmm. and you have to put on a brave face and you have to show up and do this and do that. And what happens if you don't? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's that, that idea of like extending yourself that compassion, right? Like grace is essentially like compassion towards yourself. And so like just, you know, um, I have like I have to get my brother's belongings and so I called a friend and I called my cousin to be like hey like I can't open this box on my own yeah I need someone here with me I like, love that you know what I mean and I would have never done that before um and even like sitting with him right like um he had to be cremated so like sitting with him instead of rushing through the process of like I'm gonna bring him back to Jamaica and spread his ashes no he's sitting with us for a while and 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 learning how to renegotiate what that relationship could look like with between him and I too as well. And so like I feel like I'm in this really joyous space too as well as as sad as it seems to be because I also know and understand that my brother's in a better place, mm -hmm. right? Like my brother's no longer suffering, my brother is no longer facing challenges. Um, he's in a place where he can finally be at peace and at rest. And at first I kind of like struggled with that. I also struggle with the fact of like getting good news in a moment of sadness, but also understanding that like I'm deserving of whatever the situation presents itself to me as. And so like, you know, I think that the beauty for me has been embracing 
the graciousness and like being graceful about it too as well. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's helped a lot mm-hmm. immensely. Yeah. And you, you said you reached out to, to a good friend at mm-hmm. one point and you mentioned him being, you know, your last relative, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What does chosen family look like for you? Everything. <laughs> uh, chosen family have been my lifeline. Um, I had already started from before from my previous challenges and hurdles, like worked on trying to cultivate a community. Um, for me, everything is about community, showing up as community, being in community with each other is like a form of community care. So for me, it was really important to really lean into them. And so my chosen family has been the reason why I'm getting through this the way that I am with so much grace, because they're also allowing me to have grace, right? They're like, you know, they'll do simple things like call me, be like, did you eat today? And I'm like, did I? (laughs) Oh, shoot, I didn't, right? Like, you know, help me with like help with my kids getting to and from school, Um, you know, just come and sit with me, just like hold space with me in terms of like, whatever you want to say let's just talk about it like if you want to cry cry they've actively encouraged me to like hold space for all the different kinds of feelings and emotions that I'm going through and I don't necessarily feel like I would be sitting here if it wasn't for my chosen family right now yeah wow how lucky are you truly to to have these people in your life that are truly there for you and it is just exemplary that chosen or perhaps blood-related family can play a really big role Mm -hmm. in our lives and that we do have the opportunity to choose people, right? To look to others and treat them as if they were what, for whatever higher power you may believe in, like what was gifted to you from the get-go. 100%. And I also... I had put it on Instagram when my brother had passed and someone had sent me a DM just saying like, you know, a really um, beautiful DM. And then um, they were like at the end, like allow us as community to show up for you because you show up for us so many times. And I was just like, you know what? That's true. And I shouldn't feel awkward about that. Right. Mm -hmm. They're, They're like, you hold space for so many different people doing so many different things and now allow us to hold space for you. So what do you need? Like, you know, and I've had people like do beautiful things, like send me flowers. But I've also had people like my friend sent me a sleep kit. Right. Because I was like, I'm having problems sleeping. Like I've just had um, beautiful experiences. Like a friend sent me an Oracle deck. Right. Like of just being able to feel supported by people who like love me who know me, love me, and then people who love me but don't, like, know me but still love me. You know what I mean? And that has been really beautiful because then that goes back to that whole entire idea of, like, showing up in community as a practice and community care. And it has been very touching. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to, like, everybody um, because I recognize the blessing. um, and And I don't take that for granted. 
taking a break to tell you about this series first sponsor future now if you are a dedicated listener you've heard me rave about my experience with the future app a new way to get fully customized personal training that revolves all around you no matter what gets you moving you'll find the guidance motivation and accountability to push beyond your comfort zone because going beyond your limits requires a roadmap and a trusted co-pilot Speaking of trusty co-pilots, I have been working with my guy Brandon for goodness, it feels like forever, but actually three months now. And today we had a lovely conversation about how it's going to feel for me to lift the heaviest dumbbells in my gym. Seriously, I love Future because it offers me customized training in the palm of my hand. Plus, it also keeps me super accountable. Whether you need tips for sleeping well the night before a race or nutrition advice after setting a deadlift PR, your coach is there to lift you up. This deal I'm about to tell you, it is unreal. You've got a 30-day risk-free trial, absolutely free, waiting for you. Just head on over to tryfuture.com slash hurdle. Again, that is tryfuture.com slash hurdle to get 30 days free of personal training. Personal training made modern only on Future. Also got to give some love to my friends at Whoop. Now it is officially January, which means most of you out there have just started working on a goal for 2023. I will be using Whoop this year to track my goal, which is to add in more strength training and ultimately beat this nagging plantar fasciitis so I can tackle my next marathon. Whoop is a fitness tracker that monitors all the conventional fitness metrics you'd expect, but also specializes in tracking personalized recovery and sleep data. Think of it as a coach on your wrist, providing you with detailed breakdowns of your sleep and recovery, along with how you can improve both. It also suggests personalized daily activity levels based on your recovery. Whoops also just released a new feature called Trends, where you're able to see the progress you're making on a weekly and monthly basis. Whether you're looking to get in shape, improve your recovery, or sleep or something else, Whoop has made it super easy to track your progress, even during those moments where you get a little bit discouraged. Trust me, we have all been there. Start tracking your health, wellness, and fitness at a deeper level today. Head on over to join.whoop.com slash Emily Abadi to try out Whoop risk-free for 30 days. Again, join.whoop.com slash E-M-I-L-Y-A-B-B-A-T-E to try Whoop free for 30 days. All you've got to do is pay shipping. Let's get back to the episode. mentioned, you know, getting that DM with that really beautiful sentiment Mm. at the end and offering advice yourself about having grace with ourselves. When you think about the past 365, does any other advice really resonate with you to help you on this journey over the past year? I think the the other advice would be to stop being so humble. (laughs) Like, it's so interesting because I have a tendency to like, you know, as much as I say, use your voice, I also kind of, I'm very acutely aware of how much space I can take up sometimes. And so it was really nice to have people um, remind me that like, you you just be all in the fullness of who you are. Um, 
you know, I think a couple of times for me, imposter syndrome showed up a lot this year for some odd reason, which was really weird. But, you know, why do um, you say it like that? Why is it weird? Well, it was just because, like, you know, I spent so much time unpacking so many things in relation to like community and like having conversations that it just felt really weird where I, too, worked on like questioning my own worthiness hmm. Um I went back to therapy <laughs> and so my therapist was like, oh, where does this come from? When we unpacked, you know, some wounds from, you know, being young, younger and and, um, you know, it was just really interesting to see that sometimes you still question your worth, no matter how people might see you as being successful. You're you're still questioning, like, am I worthy of this? Do am I deserving of this? Like, you know, how do I get here? Like all those kinds of things. And so um, I feel like, you know, one of the lessons I also learned this year was just like embracing all the opportunities and the abundance and welcome that in. Um, you know, as people like to say, don't block your blessings versus being very hands off about it. And again, exploring what that feels like inside of me to be my own source of validation versus allowing other people to validate me. Yeah, stepping into your wins, yep. your power, the things that you've done and believing and knowing them for a fact to be true. 100%, yeah. Which can be really challenging to be your own hype man at times, mm -hmm. especially when you're not feeling super shiny or strong to, you know, step forward and say, I am qualified to do this or mm -hmm. I did des I do deserve this X or Y, you know what you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it's just been this really cool space of like thinking about how I'm showing up and then how I could show up better, but then also welcoming in the stuff that allows me to see how much better I've become, mm -hmm. right? What would you say one of your biggest wins, so to speak, from the last year was? One of my biggest wins, um, I think, ooh, that's a good question. I think one of my biggest wins was just being comfortable with the fact that I am successfully solo parenting and being comfortable with the fact that I'm doing things on my own, on my own terms. And like, like really doing it. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> not fake doing it's it. Not like, like, I'm really doing it. Um, and I'm really proud of myself for that because I think sometimes, you know, um, when you leave certain situations, there might be an understanding that might be planted in someone's head around like, you can't do it or like you can't make it without um, those particular individuals or whatever. And so for me to be able to say like, hey, like I've done this and I've done this really well and I'm doing it um, and I'm thriving and happy while doing it because sometimes I think people think that like, you can't do it and be happy. You can't do it and be thriving. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not surviving. Like, I'm really intentionally showing up and holding space for myself in a way that allows me to thrive. Yeah, it's it's along the lines of I'm. it doesn't need to be bad because it's different. Right. And sometimes when all we know is one way, that can be an assumption. Mm -hmm. It can be an assumption that, well, it's never going to be the same. But what if not being the same is actually better? Mm -hmm. And just also embracing like the opportunities as they present themselves. Like 
not everything that presents itself is a challenge. Sometimes challenges are opportunities. Right. And then, like I said, going back to the idea of le- leaning into learning what the lesson is behind it all. Right. And so allowing yourself that understanding and providing yourself that grace to sit in that understanding is really important. And I feel that like, you know, um, you know, raising three kids is not easy no (laughs) especially mine (laughs) they need their own youtube show but like you know in the sense of like being okay with some days are better than other days but then also just being okay with the fact that like you're actually doing it and like to be able to say that you're doing it like being able to wake up in the morning and you know i say to myself hey rebecca like you got this today and we're going to like whatever the day is, we're, we still have today. Right. Um, and appreciating the fact that I'm able to be in a position to be able to say that. Yeah. I do recognize the privilege that comes along with that. But like I also understand my positionality of like where I was and how far I've come to as well. Really beautiful. When you think about the next 365, if you had to choose a word that you want to bring with you into this new year, what would you say your word is and why? I would say that I'm bringing the word abundance with me into 2023. So these next 365 are all about the abundance, abundance in terms of opportunity, abundance in terms of um, and I don't want people to think money. No, I'm talking about just abundance of what life is going to bring me. Yo, right? but money could come too. <laughs> money could come. <laughs> no one's going to complain about it. Um, you know, and I think that would be really great. But abundance for me is being able to look at how can I live my life abundantly? Right. And so that could be like spending quality time with my friends, you know, that will fill me up and that brings abundance, like being able to, you know, have opportunities come my way that, you know, I might have written down or put on my vision board. And, you know, also it could be like career stuff. It could like abundance in terms of just like I say that a lot in my journal when I journal is like abundance, like I'm welcoming abundance because abundance equals opportunity. Yeah. And I I'm open to going down the path of like abundance because at the end of the day, it's going to lead me down different many pathways of like opportunity. And I welcome that into my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love the word abundance. Thanks for sharing that. And it, it makes me chuckle a little bit at the top end of this year. I think one of my words for 2022 was truly abundance and I'm bringing it into 23 too. So we can share that together. I remember sitting down with a friend of mine at a coffee shop and just talking about what max abundance could look Mm -hmm. like. And 22 for me was one of those years where I didn't set a lot of goals, but I really thought with that abundance mindset, it was like, what could be the craziest thing that could happen to me? Like, what are my goals personally, financially, romantically, none Mm -hmm. of which occurred, like all of these things, like what would ideal look like? And just thinking big, Mm -hmm. it was like, I remember just giggling there Mm -hmm. with her and being so excited and that excitement and that abundance mindset it did work for me over time. And so I love hearing you say, hey, 
I'm, I recognize that I journal this word a lot mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it start to show up for me. And now that you're cognizant of that, I am super excited to follow along and see how it manifests for you right. over the next year. And I also think that like, it's a really cool place for you to be in just because like it might set you up for other things. So like just how we talked to, like you just mentioned that, like, you know, you called in like love, you called in this, you called in that, like, but sometimes you need to get to one level of abundance to get to the next level. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's the other thing. It's what's beautiful about it is that like there's steps to it. Right. And so like, that's why I really am in this place of really trying to like anchor into that and like own that Mm -hmm. and also feel that like how you talked about you're being excited. Like it's an exciting place to be in, to be able to think from a perspective of like abundance Um, and, and sometimes I feel like we're like taught not to think from a perspective of abundance or we feel guilt around thinking from a perspective of, of abundance. Um, and that doesn't negate, you know, positionality and privilege and all those things that people want to talk about when we use terms like abundance, but like, regardless of whatever, like in order for that abundance to happen, you still have to manifest it and work. Yeah. Where is it right? Yeah. So like, what are you calling in? What does that look like? I want to see abundance and love too. I want to see abundance. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like, we can go on that journey together. Like, it's, I'll call you at the end of the year and let you know how it goes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. I pray that at the end of every year, at the beginning of the year, I say to myself, this is the year. <laughs> and we're still saying that this is going to be the year. I feel it in abundance though. And I, I really relate to you on that sentiment mm-hmm. that it can be something that we may feel guilty about to kind of go with abundance because oftentimes this abundant mindset is really rooted in feeling Mm. and maybe not so much constantly in logic, right? Mm. So what happens if we stop being so to-do list, we stop being so plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, Mm -hmm. and just say, how do I want to feel? And, oh, this feels good. And if I follow what feels good, then maybe I'll continue on this path of abundance. And to an extent, at different times throughout this year, I believe that because I was following what felt good, Mm -hmm. I was both in alignment and then kind of, for lack of a better term, like falling into abundance. And that was such a beautiful and like awakening time for me to see what happens when I just trust my gut and Mm -hmm. move forward in that vein. Yeah, I I think that's like such a beautiful thing to be able to trust yourself, right? And to also check in with yourself. Like every day when I journal, I have a question where I say, how do I want to feel today? Right. And I, and you know, and sometimes I'm just like, I'm sad and I just want to stay sad. Like, and some days I'm just like, I just want to like feel it all or whatever. Right. And so like, I think that, you know, what that's teaching us is to be able to trust ourselves. And when you trust yourself, you believe in yourself. Right. And, you know, that is a very powerful tool for you to be able to just like embody and then exemplify to others because it's a it's a very precarious place for us to be in when um, you might not see that as openly around you, right? And I think sometimes people think about like abundance as like, especially like in wellness, like some shoo shoo shoo, like you know, like you know what I mean, like flowery, like yeah, I don't know, calling it in, manifest, like, and that's not what it is. Abundance at the end of the day is getting to a place where you feel comfortable enough to trust yourself. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. All right. A few rapid fire questions before okay. we wrap it up here. Favorite movie of the year that you watched? Ooh. Ugh, did I watch movies this year? <laughs> Any That's... movies this year? You you were on a plane. I was on a plane. You're like, the movie wasn't good enough to recall. Ooh. Ooh. No. Show? <laughs> TV show. Okay. So I had like, it's not my favorite, but I had this little guilty pleasure of watching Designing Miami. Love that for you. Uh, it was like really cool. I liked that couple, the dynamic and the, the homes that they created were so pretty. So yeah. uh, number one song on your workout playlist this year. Number one song on my workout playlist is I just did my Spotify wrap up too. It was, <laughs> it was. Um, All right. So we're going to go with Drake. Yeah, go with Drake. Go with Drake. My, I think one of my most listened to songs every year is a Drake song too. It's mm-hmm. nice for what? Because it's like my perfect running cadence. Mm-hmm. So I listen to it a lot. My top artist though is Maverick Sable. Okay. Yeah. There we go. We spent a lot of time in the shower listening to his new album. <laughs> my friends you, were like Spotify. shocked. like, really? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I know. A lot of people learning a lot about themselves from like, Spotify rap this year. I spent 76,000 minutes listening to music oh i blamed it on everybody saying you guys want these like fire playlists for classes so that's what i use it as uh if you were to think about one of your favorite meals of the year what was it and where were you what was it and where was i i was in la and i was with some friends and they brought me to this place called i think it was like brunch on 33rd the food was like super super like good (laughs) it was just good food it was really like great company but really flavorful food and the uh second place would be uh when i landed in jamaica i went and got a juicy patty a juicy patty yeah nothing like it fresh from jamaica patty patty with a cocoa bread yes (laughs) (laughs) nothing like going back home and having that oh my gosh and then from the last year any favorite places that you've traveled to i would say going back home to jamaica was beautiful i got to go with my children so all three of them came with me and i you know conquered well, not conquered, tackled my fear of heights. Okay. And we went uh, up a really big mountain, Majestic Mountain, and um, did uh, bobsleighing, and I uh, ziplined for the first time. Oh, wow. That is a big fear of heights moment. Yeah, with my eyes closed. But the guy, another guy was like, you're not supposed to close your eyes. I'm like, but I'm scared of heights. Because that was the only <laughs> way I could get down halfway down the mountain. So I... I love that whole entire experience because my kids still to this day are just like, remember when mom <laughs> was like super scared? <laughs> she almost, like, But it was really nice because um, all three of them got to experience home, mm. right? And, um, you know, that was beautiful for them to experience the different cadences of what home offered. Yeah. Um, and from their own unique perspectives and understandings. So that was probably um, one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. We know you're channeling abundance for 23. What would you say one of your biggest goals for the new year is? Oh, uh, I would say one of my biggest goals for the new year would be to do hosting or like like more public speaking I want to get out there like that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of my goals. And to think of the ways in which I could hold space 
in a more permanent structure. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. If there's anything I can do for you on the hosting note, yeah. we can we can connect. Thank you. We can connect. Okay, final question here. This is just an easy, breezy little year in review and year to come. Right now, you have an opportunity to offer yourself a piece of advice. Looking back on the beginning of 22, now that we're sitting at the beginning of 23 with what you know now, what do you tell yourself? I would tell myself that even in the moments when it feels heavy, there's always going to be another side where you're going to find relief release, and rest. Beautiful. I'm so happy that we were able to make this happen, Rebecca. How do the hurdlers follow along with you if they don't just yet? How do they keep up with you? Give us the details. Um, you can find me on IG at Rebecca Price. And from there, you could kind of like find the coordinates to like my website and everything else from there. Website and everything else from there. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.